0: This is to help you heal and I'm your host Marie Monville. We are going to spend 10 minutes talking about healing. What kind of healing do you need? Is it in your mindset? Is it emotional healing? Is it spiritual healing? You know there's a lot of healing that we all need and this is where you're going to find it every week 10 minutes on Tuesday. I'm so glad you're spending this time with me. Welcome back. This week, we're talking about why we are so self critical. Have you ever noticed that you're so much harder on yourself than you would be on anyone else? I mean, I think about the way that I expect things of myself, the goals that I plan for myself, and I am a very driven person. I absolutely know that what I do is enjoyable to me, but there are times that, in the way that I think about it, Or the way that I think of myself, that I am very harsh. And I do a much better job at managing that now than I used to. You know, if I think about the kinds of things I said about myself or the thoughts I had in my head years ago, I was so much harder on myself than I am now. So I know that I'm making progress. But, you know, why do we do this? Why are we so much harder on ourselves than other people? And I think there are a lot of reasons for that. But you know, when if we want to really get in this space where we're going to say to ourselves, okay, why do I do this? I think it's important to start from a level of grace, of being able to say, I'm going to give myself grace for this. Because to even acknowledge the fact that we are hard on ourselves, it takes a bit of authenticity, you know, of admitting that there's some work that we need to do. We have to be willing to own that. And In order to do that from a place where we're not just feeling bad about it, and it's not just one more thing that we're not doing well, I think we have to do it from a place of saying to ourselves, okay, I'm going to give myself grace for this. I'm going to endeavor to figure this out, and I'm going to be more capable of doing that when I'm not being hard on myself for being hard on myself. So As you journey along through this with me, I want you to start from this place of saying, I am going to give myself grace. I'm going to allow myself to think about these things and to figure out what's going on and to be able to make the changes that I need to make without any pressure, without the mandate of figuring it all out right now and changing it all by tomorrow. I'm going to give myself grace for the journey. I'm going to allow myself to experience this, you know, whatever it is because we can't unravel criticism from a place of criticism. We have to come from the opposite perspective. And so that's why I'm encouraging you to start it from grace. You know, when we think about why we're trying to unravel this concept? Why is it that we even have to be in this place of figuring out why we do this? I think it's important to really, again, look at it objectively. And you're going to hear me talk about that every week. There are always places where we need to embrace some level of objectivity. And I think with this one, it's this place of saying, okay, so there were probably some things I learned as a child or experiences I had or ways that I was shown to look at things that set me up for this. That it for a lot of us, it really wasn't even our fault. We weren't the ones that were controlling whether we started to do this or not. It was sort of programmed into us by society, our culture, maybe our family, our upbringing. And a lot of times it came from this place of not wanting to seem proud. You know, if if you were always going around saying, I'm so good at this, or I just, you know, as a child got an A plus on the spelling test or, you know, all those little things that you have to do as kids. If you were going around all day long, every day talking about how good you were, undoubtedly people would be telling you that you were prideful. But I think for, for many of us, we probably had those experiences of someone telling us we were prideful, even if we only said it once. And here's the thing that I've come to realize is so true. Many times when I'm being criticized by someone, it's really not about me. It's about whatever's going on inside of them. And I think that's so true when we were kids. You know, when we were kids and another kid was criticizing us, it really had nothing to do with us. It was all about them. But we didn't know how to see that back then. And so, you know, I think it's this whole issue of pride where we didn't want to come across as prideful. And so we just don't ever say anything good about ourselves. Um, But also we're trying to hold ourselves to these really high expectations. And maybe that came from others, you know, something that you saw from someone else where they were trying to hold you to a ridiculously high level. And so you took that on as this is the place where this is the marker for me. This is what's good. And I have to hit that. Or maybe you were taught that you had to be tough to get results, you know, pick yourself up by your bootstraps or put on your big girl panties or whatever all those sayings are. Sometimes we're taught to be tough and that's how we get results. Or maybe it's just because you're trying to have control because you can't control what other people think. So you want to control what you think about yourself. Which oftentimes leads us to this place of perfectionism and fear of failure, of low self-esteem, of feeling insecure. You know, I'm someone who used to have such a struggle with control. And I think that the reason that I've grown is just because of so many difficulties that I couldn't control. My mom used to say of me that I had my ducks in a row alphabetized, height-wise, and (laughs) color-coded. I mean, you want to talk about somebody who thought they were in control, that was me, but now I better understand it as the illusion of control. Because I know that I'm not in control of my circumstances, but I can be in control of how I respond to them, what I take on as truth from them, how I allow them to either be or not be the definition of the life I live from them. And so if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I totally get that whole aspect of control and how it leads to perfectionism and fear of failure and low self-esteem and being insecure, I was right there with you. And if I can overcome these things, so can you. But it's not going to happen from this place of beating ourselves up or feeling frustrated that we're struggling with this. It's going to come from this place of grace. Grace that opens us up to be able to see things that maybe we haven't even looked for in a while. Things that we didn't have the courage or capacity to believe were true about ourselves because they're good. And it's so much easier for us to own the bad story, to own the things that are wrong with us or the things that we're trying to change instead of saying, I am all these things and I'm good at them. When was the last time that even mentally in your head, you said to yourself, I am really good at this. I was made for this. This thrills me and I love it. When was the last time that we owned our strengths? I think for most of us, it's probably been far too long. And so if if you're in that place, this is where I want you to start from. I want you to take a few minutes Just to hit that reset button of grace. And to me, that looks like this place of mindfulness. And maybe it's taking a couple deep breaths. Maybe you need to go take a little walk around the block. Um, Maybe you need to listen to some relaxing music or take a bath or whatever it is that works for you. Have a pause, a place to shift, to step outside of the stress of the ordinary and into this place where you can give yourself grace enough to find something good. I want you to focus on your strengths. What are you good at? And I get that when we first start trying to do this, it can feel really difficult because we're so used to finding all the bad things that it's really hard to see the good ones. But I know you can do it. I know that they're in there. I know there are good things about you inside of you. And so maybe you need to start with a prayer and ask God to help you see them the way he sees them because maybe it's really hard for you to find them. Just because we have trouble finding them doesn't mean that they're not there. And so think about the words that others have spoken over you. If it's really hard, ask a close friend, swap with them. You know, you write out some of the strengths that you see in them and ask them to do the same for you. It's going to be a powerful exchange. We have to challenge our thinking, though, because once we start to identify those strengths, it's not like those are just going to automatically stay in our brain. We're still going to revert back to the negative. And when we do that, we have to have those strengths ready. We have to be able to remind ourselves, yes, but I am all of these. I know that I am. God says I am. My friends say I am. I see the evidence of this in my life. I'm good at this. I was made for this. Statements like that it changes the story because it changes our perspective and it changes what we are expecting in our lives. And then we have to continue to expect more and to be willing that when those things pop in our head to say, not yet. So if we're having a statement of negativity saying, well, I'm still struggling with this, or I haven't done this, I haven't done this yet. We need to land on that place of possibility that comes from our identification of what we're good at. We need to own our goodness because I think God does. I don't believe that he's just looking down on us from heaven, seeing all the things that are wrong with us. Sure. He knows our sins and all that stuff, but I don't think that's the only thing he sees when he, th- when he looks at us. I think he sees the possibility and the promise and all that he wants us to discover about ourselves. You know, When I look at my kids, I'm pretty sure I see their strengths and I see their possibility and promise far more brilliantly than they do. It's what I see when I look at them. I don't see all this other stuff the way they see it. And if I can do that as a mom with flawed human thinking, how much more does God do that for us? And so in this place, I want you to lean into those strengths this week. Just like last week, we really started to have an awareness of these places of negativity and these cognitive distortions this week. I want you to start to make that shift. And by identifying your strengths, that's where it's going to come from. Because our strengths are true. They're things we know are true about us. They're not just these little make-believed wish for things. This is reality. And then come back with me next week because we're going to take it to another level. And we're going to talk about what happens when we start to look for the good inside of us. What happens to our perspective and how does that change our lives when we start to look for the good and then we live it? Come back. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be powerful. Thanks so much for joining me today.